You are now tuned in to, to Clearly Culture. And welcome back. We are back, Clearly Cultured, episode three. And we got a special episode today. We got the one and only Sauce Walker. And I'm out here with my brother J-Mac from 97.9 The Box. And we got a special guest co-host. Mr. Brandon Buckingham. What up, gang? And without further ado... Hold on. Before you say all that, man, Yeah, we got to say that our partner, Young Jazz, couldn't be here. And she hate that she missed Sauce Walker. Jazz we miss you, right. Jazz. <laughs> we'll get you back for the next one. Yeah. But this is going to be a special interview right now. Walk, we ready to do this, my brother? Yeah, man. Shout out my boy Lil Bubba in the building, too, man. Y'all was just finna say that, you know what I'm saying? Lil Bubba in the building. <laughs> and we got Lil Bubba, saying? Big TSN Business in the building. Lil Bubba. Episode three with Mr. Uwe himself, Sauce Walker. Let's get it, guys. Let's get it. Let's just start it off. Man, so Sauce, you know, this is the interview I've been waiting for. You know, we go way back, you know, and and but we got you here, and this is this today's about you, all right? So let's let's get started with this, man. What got you in to rap? What got you into hip hop? Take us back to the early days, man. Uh, DJ Screw and Busta Rhymes video. Uh, Busta Rhymes video that oh yo 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 oh yo 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 when he was in that. It's like the first, that's the first music video I ever seen. The first music video I ever seen was the Busta Rhymes video when he had on the the puffy yellow jumpsuit and then the puffy blue one and he was in them different little rooms and shit. That was the first music video I ever seen and it really inspired me. It stuck with me my whole life. And then the first rap songs I ever like heard and like listened to music and wrote around music or the first time I, I had a portal open to listen to music from New York or from California, it all came through DJ Screw. Like, I only heard music through Screw. Cause I'm from South Park. I'm from the South Side of Houston, like the deep South Side of Houston. I grew up with OGs and shit like that. They was like taking me to DJ Screw house where they go get drink and haircuts and shit and wait to get CDs and stuff. Like, I just really grew up in the culture. Like, I was one of them kids that was sitting in the back of the car with the top down at the Kappa and sitting in the back of the car with the top down in front of Screw house waiting on them to get tapes. And I just. I just grew up in the, in the Houston music culture of the South Side. Speaking of that, what was your first rap you ever wrote? Do you remember? I never, I mean, the first rap I wrote, I could never, I honestly could never remember it because I've been freestyling my whole life. I, I, I only wrote lyrics for a four to five year span of my life. I probably wrote lyrics from 10 to 15 and then and then I stopped but but my whole I recorded my first song in 1996 at uh Diamond Cut Studios at King's Flea Market I don't know if you're familiar with it I am okay it was a DJ that DJ Wiz Kid DJ Wiz Kid used to be like the turntable DJ that they were screwing chop music and stuff and they would make you know back back in the 90s we was all listening to cassette tapes or uh, CDs and when they came on a little bit afterwards, you'll go up in the go up in the um the the studio at King's Street Market that had like a big pamphlet book and you flip through the book and it'd be all different type of beats. You know what I'm saying? Missy Elliott, hi boy, shit like that. Uh, old DMX, whatever, and you pick you three or four beats or whatever. The beats was probably like two three dollars a beat or some shit. You pick the three beats, they line them up. And the DJ line them up, you go in the booth, and then they press play, and you got to just freestyle straight through. And, like, I used to do that 
in the 90s from like six, seven, eight, and I became like a spectacle on the south side of Houston, like Big Pokey and Hope, like different screwed up click members and then actually seen me freestyle in the studio like way back then as a little kid and then watch me grow up right now and remember me like I just I just got a full circle story of of hip hop in Houston that like the whole city know about. So did you always know that you wanted to be a rapper since you've been doing it for a long time? Was that something you knew that you was gonna make money off of? Yeah, for sure. I ain't never wanted to be nothing else but a rapper. I ain't never wanted to be as nothing else but a rapper and a gangster. And you know what I like about you, man, is when I was listening to you, I never knew that you were so skillful because a lot of times I think what used to get me about you were it was the antics. You know, it took a while for me to really start listening to you yeah. because I'm like, man, I don't want to listen to Sauce Walker if I'm going to be honest because it seemed like you were getting in trouble, you were doing too much, and then... I don't know. One day I was running at Memorial Park about six or seven years ago. And I'm like, man, this dude is off the chain. He has stories. He put great albums out. And you've been one of the constant people in my truck, in my car, in my house, man. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm glad the world has the opportunity to see what you really can do. Thank you. That, that means a lot to me, man. You know, it's just, for number one, it's an honor to be a pillar in the city now, to be a legend in the city, to be a household name, a representation, a flagship for Houston. You know, obviously in this day and age, when you go around the world and you, people bring up Houston, Texas, or they bring up Texas, like my name is one of the first names are brought up, if not to be brought up, if not the first name brought up. And it was a lot of hard work and dedication and sacrifice and years and years of being myself and um, proving proving myself to my community, to the audience of hip hop, to social media, and just to everyday people that um, not only to not judge a book by its cover, but just because you may not understand the title and the cover that's on that book, you might miss some actual information that you really could have used and implemented to change your life and change you as a person. And like they say that um, big things, uh, big things come in small packages or red things come in places where you're not, where you're usually not looking for, to find them. Right. And um, that's kind of just like the story of me, the the pain and the knowledge and all the storytelling and, you know, all of the, the, the financial illiteracy and the, 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 the mental empowerment and all of the, you know, the fruits that I give in my music, a lot of that stuff is like suppressed pain and suppressed experiences and trauma that I've been through that I'm just able to. And speaking of that, the trauma, you always mention your mama. Yeah. And in your raps. And you tell so many vivid stories about your mom. Can you give me a little bit on that relationship, even though I don't think it was that much. But yeah, I, I was just gonna say I really didn't have a relationship with my mom. Like my relationship with my mama was uh, me fighting, fighting her addiction of drugs, crack cocaine, heroin, uh, PCP. My mom did like all hard drugs. Um, you know, just like battling with her to 
you know, stop staying out so late at like so late for like days at a time, not late at night, but like she'll be gone like three, four, five days at a time. I, in my twenties, my mama died when I was like 26, 25 years old. Of the twenty five years of living at that time, uh, prior to my mom's death, I probably had only been around her for like seven years of my life, and those seven, eight years are spread out. So like she never was there from puberty or. You know, uh, Valentine's Day, he go your first box of chocolate and and and, um, and uh, flowers to take to the pretty girl at school you like, or you know, to be there for parent teacher meetings and none of that. I, I never got none of those experiences in life, and um, you know, I just, I just had to battle with her her addiction and also dealing with the fact of her being like you know exotic dancer and the nightlife and. I just seen a lot of grown things that I, a child shouldn't see. And, and I say all that to say this. How has that really affected you? Is that the reason you are the way you are towards women? I believe it plays a I believe it plays a a, a, a heavy role in my position and my view upon women and relationships in general because I mean, obviously as you see in the world that we're living in today, the level of how can we say it? Unremorse and masculinity and uh, uh, conniving, conniving, and uh, a dominating style and mentality of women in today's day and age, where really women are just using their beauty and using the the love that men have for them or the chivalry that men give them to take advantage of them and use their beauty as a, uh, just a complete job at this point. Like, it's just, it's, it's basically the requirements of a man to court any woman now is to provide and take care of her entire life, not just be a protector and a provider. You know, uh, a man is put made to protect and provide a woman is, or protect and prevent and provide and a woman is made to raise, nourish and and heal, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we dealing we dealing with women now that want to destroy and destruct. And I kinda like I saw that as a child. I what what love and what bond is supposed to be closer than a mother's love for her her son yeah. or her for her child. I grew up in the era where a lot of Kids grew up without their fathers, and everybody was saying, "Oh, dad be dads, or black men are not in their in their child's life." And I was growing up in the black communities of the South Side of Houston, dealing with the exact opposite, right. watching everybody get the love and the and the, the the consoling and you know the the things that a mother gives you. But I didn't I didn't have those things, and all I had was a father and discipline. Right. So my last question on that on your mother. Have you ever loved a woman? I don't think I, I I don't think I love I don't think I love how people love. I, I think I love different. But I think the way that I love and what I love has more value and is a lot stronger than the emotional contrast that people base love upon. Because uh, a woman will disrespect her husband, a woman will disrespect her family, her children, people that she says that she loved, people that she said that she cared for, people that she's emotionally attached to to a certain degree. But if these people disrespect, not even disrespect, if these people make certain mistakes or hurt her feelings or com- cause a certain level of confusion or cause a certain level of distraught, misunderstanding to where 
communication is not able to mend the relationship and, and, and regain love and understanding, that the woman will not only leave that man and take the take away his love, take his family, take all the things from that man that he's worked so hard to build around that woman, but also use those use those things as a weapon to tarnish him. And it's crazy to know that so many people out here are just dealing with a world now where you just have to accept it. And just like women don't have to accept men not respecting them and not treating them bad and cheating and all those different things. But in in, in reality, most women are make the same mistakes and do the same cheating and do the same unfaithful things that men do. But a man is not requiring you to protect him. A man is not requiring you to pay the bills or to fix his car or to you know, a man a man only requires loyalty and honesty. Right. That's all a man really, really wants. If a, a, if a woman can give a man divine loyalty, a man is going to provide and do everything he can to make that woman happy and to make that woman feel protected and feel complete. But at the same time, yes, it is naturally in a man's nature to be promiscuous or have multiple relationships with multiple women because a man is put here to fertilize. That's just what is naturally in a man's DNA. A man's DNA right. is to conquer. A man's DNA is to hunt. A man's DNA is to fertilize. That's what's it's 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 in us. You can't do it. Okay, it's, I'm glad you said that. So I don't know if you have a girl. What would you tell your young girl that's coming up if you had one? I don't know if you have I one have daughters. That. So how do you explain to them um how their dad might act? Because they're going to grow up. I don't know how old they are now. But one day they're going to see all these interviews and they're going to be like, Dad, what were you thinking? And what would you say? I mean, it, 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 on what terms? Because I love and respect and appreciate all the women that I've had children with. That's why I put all the mothers of the children that I've created in position to take care of themselves, take care of the children, and also be financially stable outside of their own work and their own labor right. and their own contribution just off of what I brought to the table and also creating a platform and opportunity for my children to be successful just off of my face, just off of being a part of my bloodline. And that's what the true point and essence of reproduction and relationships is for is procreativity, the bloodline. So right. What I'm going to explain to my kids is the reason why I wanted so many children with different mothers and different women is because I only have one time and one experience and one opportunity to put my DNA on earth. I only have one chance to make my blood and make my history and make my lineage live on, live on past itself, past the Internet. And life happens. Children get sick. Children get die. Children, some kids don't turn out to be the things that you want them to be. And that's okay because the child is, is, it's his own soul, his own life. And when they grow up to be an adult, whatever you choose to be, I'm going to support whatever my children choose to be, but I'm going to do the indifference that my parents did, even though I may have to go a different direction and I might have to build a different family structure that was originally given to me. Cause I wasn't given the traditional family structure from the beginning to base my family structure on. Right. So with that being said, if I know I have the capabilities, I have the time, I have the understanding, I have the knowledge, I have the the, the 
the money needed necessary, the family, the team, the, the, the village to raise these children and to provide them with the knowledge and the opportunity, the skill set, because that's what's really about skill set, financial literacy, understanding what to do with your money, where to put your money, where not to put your money, what bank, what type of trust funds that you need to have versus what bank accounts that you need to have versus to what uh, 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 versus using a bank, using a, a, a credit union, whatever. All of these different different informations and uh, avenues that my children can take that can be taught to them from me because I've already made the experiences and I've lived different lifestyles from different people and different races and different cultures that each one of my different children that I'm just being raised, I'm giving, I'm I'm selectively choosing your mama. So therefore, I know the family that she has supporting her. I know the, the schools that she come from, the cities that she come from, the environments that she grew up in, the people that. I, I didn't have those grandparents to be there for me. I didn't have those things to fall back on. And that, that plays a heavy role in the security of your child in certain, when they troubleshooting and they making a decision, should I do something bad or should I do something good? Should I obey my parents or should I risk it? A lot of people risk it because they don't have that many things leveraging good and bad that's really worth take not taking a risk. If all I'm going to get is a little couple yells, I'm not going to lose people that love me. I'm not going to lose. Nobody's going to kick me out of the family or make me feel unloved by the people that unconditionally love me because I'm making decisions that my family don't agree with. That's not not about being personal. They're just not safe decisions. I want to be able to provide that understanding for my children. And, provide, and that's just the way that I can do it. And also, I'm not a liar. A lot of men are going to lie to a woman and say, baby, I'm going to be faithful to you for the rest <laughs> yeah, of my life. Yeah, yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> that I'm not going to live in that lie. I, that's, that's not reality. That's so not you real. don't think no man is faithful at all? No man? A man can be faithful once, he's, once he gets to a certain level of being satisfied, once he gets to a certain level of settling. If a man is a conqueror, if a man is an achiever, if a man is a, is a, is a person of desire, a person of, 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 of trying to gain mon- monumental gain, uh-huh. The strenuous, the strenuous schedule, the places that he's going to have to travel, the conversations that he's going that he's going to have to have, the people that he's going to have to socialize to, certain people that he's going to have to entertain, certain rooms, it's certain women that you're going to have to flirt with in court, with in court and date, not necessarily have sex with them or, or go to certain levels, but in the in the eyes of a significant other, certain levels of conversation and flattery is still considered cheating because in a woman's mind or in a man's mind, you're preserving or making a, a reservation for when me and your relationship fails, correct? Preach, preach. So with that being said, as a it's the same difference of being with a, a, a being with a woman that has a job that also deals with her talking to a lot of men and men who have money. Let's say she's a real estate broker. If she's a real estate broker, she's talking to nice grown men, intelligent men, right. men who have finances, men who have real estate, and men who also have the communications that she needs to make bigger sales as a real estate agent. So guess what she has to do? She needs to be cute. She needs to wear tight dresses. She needs to have a teeth done. She needs to have a body done. So therefore, she looks to the same level and caliber of the homes uh. in which she's trying to sell. So therefore, she still is making herself a sexual target in some shape or form that the husband has to agree with and have security with himself with to be with that woman and being with a beautiful woman, a woman that's wanted, a woman that's idolized or, or, or that's an item or whatever, a precious, a diamond, whatever. Diamonds is the hardest thing, the most precious thing on the earth. But guess what? Diamonds also bring out the scum of the earth. Gold and diamonds bring out the worst people because it's the most precious item. And if a person, if a dirty person put a precious item in their hand, they have the opportunity to be clean. Uh. So at the end of the day, it's like, 
if you if you look at your woman as a diamond and you look at yourself as the soil, uh-huh. it's not meant for her to get dirty. It's not meant for you to be touched on by multiple men. It's not meant for your for your body to go through what my body is. Well, my your body is a temple. My body is 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 foundation. My body is land. My my body is made to to put put seeds in the ground and plant shit. Cause because even 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 just on the natural genetics, a woman can only reproduce a baby nine months out the year. Right. A man can impregnate every nine minutes. Every time that he can re-get himself together, he can re-impregnate. A, a, a man, one, two men can create a damn civilization. Two men and ten women can create a civilization. You can't do it the other way around. And walk, I got a and question. And it's like that for a reason. Yeah. That's not we didn't make we didn't make yeah. up our genetics. So you if, if a man has the capability to reproduce like that and that's that's what the body does. Right. You think you you think that the natural shit in your body say you hungry right now. <laughs> right now you're hungry. You should eat. I just ate five minutes ago. Yeah. It doesn't matter you ate five minutes ago. Yeah. You're hungry again. Yeah. It's the same urge. And women genetically don't have that urge. It comes through feelings and emotions. It's not a natural urge. I gotta say this before Mike yeah. uh butt in, but where do you get your knowledge from? Did you graduate from high school? Yeah, I graduated from high school. I graduated from high school early, though. I graduated from high school at 16 years old because I kept getting kicked out of school. But I was always very smart. I always had a high vocabulary. I mean, you know, I've over the years, you know, drugs, streets, bullshitting around. It's not the same as it used to be, but, you know, do I'm you just read being books? smart. Do you read yes, books? Yes, sure. I, I mean, I've read a lot of books in my life, and I know a lot of information through through studying and through research. Like, I've, I've done, like, chronic research on, like, so many different subjects of life, like certain... Certain stuff I don't even want to talk about, but give me one book besides the Bible that you recommend. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay, like that. That's a good book. That's, That's a, good a good book. book. Good book. Definitely, man. And walk. Listen, you you know you brought up you know you you know you have daughters, right? Now, one thing that that I noticed, obviously, going for you for a while, right? When the pandemic came around, we had to think outside the box, right? And one thing that you thought outside the box on was OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and that's a question I want to ask. Now, with with women nowadays growing up and using their bodies to make money and to, and to sell themselves, what's your stance on OnlyFans? I got to ask you, how did that all come about? Because I've seen some some you know we talked about some of the money you made on OnlyFans, and respectfully, it's it's, it's crazy. And I, I, mean, I got to ask you straight up, you know, how, how did that come about? Uh, honestly, you know, I believe OnlyFans is a platform that everybody's selling everything on. It's not just sex. I mean, it's if you can package yourself up and sell yourself in whatever it is you advertise to the level where a person feels that it's important enough for me to be your subscriber to pay you a monthly fee, a monthly rate of whatever this rate is for me to engage with your content then have at it, do, do your best thing, do, shoot your shot. It's just that the playing field that you're going against, that what, 95% of the streaming platforms that provide the same services are free platforms. So if you're trying to put the same level of content or the same type of content that you're putting on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram that you're putting on OnlyFans, but on OnlyFans, you're trying to charge subscribers five, ten, fifteen to fifty to a hundred dollars for a monthly subscription to get information or entertainment from you. 
it's kind of hard to convince somebody to do some shit for month for money that I can get on five different platforms for free. Mm. For number one, so having a, a certain level of understanding, understanding and vision to see that once the OnlyFans whole thing came about, now you leverage out. Okay, you compare and contrast what is the what is going to be my gimmick? What is going to be my angle? How am I going to approach this platform and captivate an audience that pay me a certain amount of a subscription fee of thirty dollars a month? And once you just you know you weigh everything out and then you it's I'm, you already dealing with the entertainment industry. You already dealing with the stripper, the, the dealing with strip clubs, music, hip hop videos, models. Bikini girls. That this is already a whole. I've already been born and raised in this whole lifestyle. So it just, I don't have nothing to shame to be ashamed of or be a hide of. I talk. I I talk to only beautiful women, extreme, <laughs> extre- extremely beautiful women. Before before rap, without rap, during rap, or after rap, so I'm only going to deal with extremely beautiful women. So that's one notch I don't have to worry about. I'm fully equipped and prepared to do whatever needs to be done on the social media space. And I have all the respect and all the criteria and all the background to what nothing that I do. Cause I'm not going to do nothing that ain't masculine for number one. I'm not going to do nothing that ain't some man shit for number one. So once you get past <laughs> that point, I'm not going to, it's nothing that I can do weird or out of line that can tarnish my character or who I am for being involved with the OnlyFans shit and like really engaging in it and doing like the porn stuff or doing like whatever comes with it with beautiful girls, which everybody want to do anyway. Right. People people have sex with, with ugly girls and fat girls and <laughs> girls with, with love handles and cheeseburger stains in a blouse and record it on their cell phone all day and don't make a dollar from it. Can you can you this see this same video you yeah. recorded? Yeah. Having sex with Shirley while y'all was drunk off tequila <laughs> yeah. and hot sauce right here. You could have made $7,500 off that same video. You stressing right now in your everyday lifestyle about paying a $1,400 bill when you have a video in your cell phone that could have made you $7,500. Can you see yourself in five years still doing it? The, the uh, uh, Great question. Another reason why I was so ecstatic or just uh, ready to do it is that OnlyFans is residual income. OnlyFans is streaming. OnlyFans is forever. I don't have to keep doing it. It's already done. Right, right. right. It's no different than the Hey Martin show. It's no different than Will Smith. It's no. There's no different than whatever movie this or a, a, a DVD show that gets syndicated on Hulu and Netflix and over. They we you, when you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, you might see a, 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 a episode or. The what's the house with the Olsen twins in it? Full House. Full House. Yeah. You'll see Full House on five o'clock in the morning, the same episode you was watching in, in two thousand and one or ninety eight or whatever, and they still making money off of that. So it's the same difference, but the dip, only difference is it's not five or six sister and brother holding companies right. that's making the majority of the equity off of those off of those films in the, in, back in the day. You the the majority the eighty percent of the equity is going to the content creator. Right, and then it's up to you, the content creator, on how did you, how far did you monopolize and capitalize on having that audience? Did you make T-shirts from it? Did you make sneakers? I mean, uh, 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 sneakers from it? Did you make uh, lighters? Did you make uh, uh, toys? Did you make uh, 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 cup holders, canisters, calendars? 
Hey, and one word you just use is you use the word masculinity, right? Right. So I got a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about people wearing nail polish, Gay. especially a lot of these rappers? Weird. I don't respect it. Shout I out Drake, yeah. Whoever doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it was Jesus Christ. No disrespect to anybody else. And how they feel, that's not for a man. That's not for a man. Getting I mean, your nails painted colors is the same thing as getting a, getting a boob job. That's going to be the next thing. Y'all be saying, that. Well, so what do you think about men getting boo jobs but still want to look like a man? <laughs> I think you want to be a girl. And that's fine. They have the LBGT community for you. I heard Drake was getting titties. Hey, that's what he want <laughs> to do. That. Is that what they want to do in Canada? <laughs> what do they say in Canada? Old Canada. <laughs> Old Canada. <laughs> hey, man, whatever they want to do, right. that's what they want to do. Now, let's get back to the music, man. When you're looking for artists, I see you got a lot of artists in TSL. What do you look for in any particular artist? Uh, personality, person, image, history, mm-hmm. who you are as a person. I don't really care about nobody's music, honestly. I don't think I don't think music is what make people successful. Really? Yeah. I mean, 90, 80% of the music is platinum and they're selling and it's in rotation. The person that's performing it didn't even compose it. Oh, the person that well in lamest times, the person that's performing the song is not the person that wrote their song. It's not the person that thought of their song. So let me say this: You think you can make anybody a star? I've I've already done it. My dad has more followers than rappers. My dad got forty thousand followers. He does. My dad can start a YouTube channel tomorrow. Miss Megan, she making money. Come on, bro. <laughs> Again, Sauce lane, White, lane, yeah, Sauce yeah, White, yeah. A little kid from, okay, I mean, uh, Hiroshima, Japan. You brought uh-huh. him down. Hundred some thousand yeah, followers. Right, that's right. God, dog it. And I that's all man, through the TSF brand. All through the songs. I can keep going. I got fifty artists on my label. Of my fifty artists on my record label, at least fifteen to twenty of them are six six figures successful. And coming from where we coming from, and no record deals coming out the streets and independent six figures a year for independent artists doing a hobby. That's great. Okay, so the, I signed to Sauce TSL. What is the first thing I must learn? Like, I mean, the language, the language, the rules, and the language. The first thing you got to learn is how to speak the Sauce, understand what's being spoken, understand the Sauce Bible, understand how we speak and how we think, what we believe in, our way of thinking. We got a different belief system than most people. You know what I'm saying? Different type of different type of thought process brings you different energy. The law of attraction. Uh-huh. So, First, you learn all of those things, and once you learn those things, you start learning how to implement them. And then once you implement that in your life and your personality and change your image up some, then you start to think of the strategy and the format of how do you want to deliver yourself to the world as an artist. Then we go to that. Wow. And Sauce, you just celebrated a birthday, right? Yeah. And one thing I've noticed is from when I first met you years back, six, seven years ago, to, to the man you are now, right? One thing I, I love seeing is I love seeing you open up, and especially you going and when you went to New York. Tell me a little bit behind the scenes. How did that come about? What made you want to go to New York and go do what you did over there, you know, doing music, doing an album kind of based upon the whole New York scene? What was kind of some of your influences behind that? Uh, New York, like I said in the beginning of the interview, um, I got a lot of my inspiration and a lot of my love for music from um, DJ Screw. And New York is a place that DJ Screw plays and he, he rock with New York heavily. So, and also, like I said, Busta Rhymes was the first music video I ever seen. Busta Rhymes has always been like one of the biggest characters in hip hop that I always like, you know what I'm saying, was inspired by or like 
I always felt like I wanted to mix his style in with all the other styles that I had that, that was like just organically coming from me. I was, was I, I looked at Houston like when Houston went through his deficit through the 05 and the 06 right. period, I was that kid that was like sitting like while everybody was complaining about Oh, the old rappers didn't help this, or the radio ain't doing this, or <laughs> Houston dressing like this, or Drake came, or this other rapper came, or because it was way before Drake came out. Like this one, remember T Pain had yep. redid. Oh, come on, I, I'll Drake. take it down through the Take me, man. Yeah, talk about <laughs> We're gonna talk about when T Pain did it. Yeah, when T Pain redid, yeah. you originally been chopped and screwed, mm, man. and then they had to. Come back, though. Houston made a big old uproar about it way later after the fact when y'all could have been on this type of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all could have been, you know what I'm saying, standing up for these Facts. type of things. And y'all did it way after the fact. And he gave Houston a BS remix version that never even, they didn't even attempt to pull $12,000 from the budget. Right, right. <laughs> to push this song or shoot a video for this song. This song could have easily been, and, and I can say this, because everybody knows what's up with me. I don't right. give a damn. Right. So at the end of the day, they could have easily made this song something incredible <laughs> and to remember for the staple of, of Houston, Texas. It's the same significance as when Paul Wall featured on the DJ Khaled song with Lil Wayne and Plies and Rick Ross all in their pinnacles of their youth career when they was my age. Right. So for somebody like the likes of T-Pain, it was other artists that was doing it too. You know what I'm saying? But that's just one of those big situations that you could just point out amongst others before Sauce Walker came out where Houston culture was being absorbed and, and, and re, recreated from other people in other states and they're making the majority. Prime example, let's talk about it in today's in today's day and space. And when I say this, I say this with no shade because I love the dude that created this brand. Desto Dub is my boy. Mm-hmm. I love Desto Dub. But Desto Dub is a prime example of Houston niggas is stupid. Oh, Lordy. He's a prime example of how how nobody from California, nobody from New York, Brooklyn, whatever, in the history of Brooklyndom, or history of New York, would they ever let somebody from Cincinnati, somebody from uh, 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 Boston, uh, 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 fuck Boston, but Bompton, California, they would never let somebody from Compton, California, create a New York best style brand that's based around Timberland boots, uh, 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 razor blade buck 50s, and, 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 and uh, 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 bodega stores. Putting yeah. bodega stores on the t-shirt. The oldest, putting the bodega <laughs> on the t-shirt. They would never allow another city to take the essence of their culture and create a multi-million dollar brand from it that y'all have nothing to do with. Oh, lordy. That's but no discredit to, right. to to Desto Doug because that's what he was supposed to do. Right. He's supposed to capitalize on seeing the void in the industry and in in in, in uh, merchandising of how is the whole entire rap game talking about double cups and sipping drink and and he went through a real life like his story. Dusto Dusto Doug behind his story behind why his brand is called off a lot of cost serve is super authentic. Really, like you can't argue with it. We need him one day for an episode. Yeah, he got pulled over with yeah. a bunch of drink. Like he a real drink California drink legend. Like he like one of us. He he just why he get all my respect. I love this so dumb. But it still doesn't change the fact of Houston. Right, right. right. I'm on y'all ass. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because y'all had to wait for an exotic pop to come about to be exotic pop to take back what's been taken from us. But exotic pop focus is not. 
the merchandising and the clothing in the representation of the drink in Houston culture. Right. That's not his focus. His focus is the drinks, the right. beverages, the what the is the immediate eye catcher and the immediate memorabilia that gets downloaded and processed in a person's head is the same thing as concert memorabilia, same thing as sports memorabilia. You want to wear that that Bo Jackson football, uh, right. baseball jersey, I mean, whatever the fuck, uh, football jersey from whoop the whoop the whoop it's still, even though it's a whole new baseball player that's way better than him right now, but you gonna come to this game to watch the new guy with your Bo Jackson on. Wow. Because that, that's how much that history is, the significance of that history is, and therefore there's children who grow up that never even had the opportunity to think to see a, a baseball or football game, whichever sport Bo Jackson was in at the time because he played both. Right. right. But they didn't even have the opportunity to see a highlight reel of this man in the, in the league, but they still wear his jersey. They still know about his story. They still are winning. They still are willing to spend their money in today's time on old shit that happened before they was even able Born. to comprehend so why would a, a culture such rich as Houston, Texas not have multiple brands? Not just one. We should supposed to have multiple brands that represent all of the rich culture that comes from Houston, Texas, marketing and branding and making shit for sale that represents us. But we cannot do that because we so busy in competition with each other, hating on each other and, and everything that Houston comes up with that's cool. Every phrase that comes up with that's cool from Houston, the rest of the city ain't finna say it. I mean, they, 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 they jocked you on the word drip. I'm the only you know? person I, that, no, I'm I'm the only person that ever up. break the Houston scape. I'm, like, I'm literally the only person to break the Houston scape of creating new lingo and conversation and, and uh, words that is incorporated in everyday Houston conversation. I'm the only person that ever Why do you think you were the only person that was able to do that? Because like I told you before, I was the kid that sat down and studied. Mm. I studied what Houston was already built up off of. I knew that it would never make sense for Sauce Walker to come out as a Houston rapper with dreadlocks. I don't care how many people got dreadlocks. Right. Uh, uh, unconsciously, like sub, sub, yes, the word, subconsciously, right. that does not relate to a Houston a culture. Houstonian. Right. A true Houstonian knows uh, 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 Slim Thug, Braids, Paul Wall, Braids and Fades. Right. Chameleon there, Braids, uh, uh, Lil Flip, Braids. The rest of everybody else, Fades, Southside Fades. We've never had a legend of nobody that we looked up to that meant any significance to us that had dreadlocks in their head. That does <laughs> not, we're not rosters down here. Right, right. We're not. We we players and we 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 are gangsters as well, but we're not those type of gangsters. Right. We clean cut, handsome player ballers, balling in the mix. I want to be a baller. <laughs> right. Right. Shot caller, twenty inch blades. Yeah, you don't do that with dreadlocks. You right. Do that with some clean cut, neat <laughs> shit where you can see your scalp and all that, and the bitches want to holler. Okay. You yeah. and holler. That's some Texas shit. Right. Right. You know what right. I'm so. With all that being said, I, I understood the dynamic of when I when I was creating the sauce and the drip. And I knew what the sauce did for me and my brother when we created and we made up the sauce. We were like, okay, how can we make this sauce help Houston? How can the sauce, how, the same way it's changing our life, like how can we add this to the way Houston is in China Houston? Okay, shit. Houston been draped up and dripped out. Ooh, the drip. The, nigga, what sauce gonna do out the sandwich? What sauce gonna do out the bottle? What sauce ah. gonna do? The sauce is gonna drip. 
See, the sauce come from me and Sancho calling ourselves the Chibata, the Chibata boys. Uh-huh. Like, like Chibata bread. Okay. Like two pieces of bread to make a sandwich. Know right. Know what I'm saying? We the Chibata boys. We got the lettuce, the cheese, the bread, and the butter. That's I how, like that. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's how I used to, that's like what used to be our little saying. But then one day, just a freestyling, popping it, talking shit to women, uh-huh. doing what we doing, rhyming and doing, doing, you know, the sauce. Right. The word sauce came out of our mouth. The word drip, the, like the phrase and all that, we start saying it. And it just made so much sense. So now it's like, okay, Houston, what does drink do? Drink drip. Drink is purple. Okay, sauce. Sauce is a liquid. What well, We're going to make our sauce purple, but our sauce that's purple is still going to look like drink tip. You see what I'm saying? Nobody was thinking that hard. Nobody was thinking, of, okay, we're going to bring candy payback. We're going to bring, okay, we're going to slabs. We can't do slabs because the slab shit ain't going to, it's not gonna go international. It's not gonna go international. It's not gonna download in the rest of the world brain. These rims will because these rims are different. These rims are strange. These rims are ugly. These rims are what the fuck. These rims are beautiful. <laughs> yeah. These rims are amazing. These rims are something that doesn't exist anywhere else. Right. So this is something that we can continue to pass on. Everybody got Cadillacs. Everybody done had an old school. It's people you love this old school car with all your heart and soul. It's still seventy other. Thousand millions of people that think this is some bullshit that my grandma got in her front yard, and I hate that car every time I see it. You got some people that look at it like it's a classical beauty, but the what people nobody can ever disrespect is this Mercedes Benz, this Maybach, mm. this Rolls Royce, this uh, 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 Ferrari, this Bugatti. People understand right now in today's time the same way how you respect Jalen Green that signed the new contract with the Boston Celtics five year extension for three hundred and five million. You think they give a fuck about an old school house? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this man buy a house that looks somewhere around three hundred and five million dollars. Right. Yeah. Oh, this social media. This was going. I want to see it right now. So, if for a person to respect our past, but see the growth and see the expansion of our future, what more people have should have been doing. It took me to do it first. Put the old, put the swangers on new cars. Put the swangers on cars that not even in a. That's not under. Six figures or double six figures, actually. Like, I was putting swangers on cars at $200,000 a God, less. dog. I know people were mad at you at first. Yeah, but yeah, they was mad because they were trying to, again, living up living up on, on false Houston rules that y'all don't even follow. Prime example, y'all, they try to make Houston rules of you can't put swangers on the car that's not an old school or a slab or a Cadillac or whatever, but that is not helping our brand go. And guess what? Y'all don't make sense. When you go buy this old school Cadillac, I bet you're not going to keep your old radio up in there and not use Bluetooth. <laughs> Straight up. I bet you when you get that old Cadillac, you're going to put the new radio in there with the new screen and new deck because you want a Bluetooth. You want to have your phone on the charger. You want to do all of these new things. You want the accommodations of instant gratification. Yeah. You wouldn't do that without upgrading the car. So why are we not upgrading our whole system so the world can respect? Y'all riding Forgiatos, we riding Swangers. Y'all riding the Rolls Royces, we are too. Y'all buying APs, we are too. Y'all buying riches, we are too. Therefore, that, 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 it's just like having a, it's like how people looked at the Houston Rockets when we had James Harden, we had a person putting up 60 points a night, <laughs> and now we got some little young punks that ain't putting up no points. Ooh, you hey, wanna say that? You- hey, hey Sauce, let me ask you something though, man. About the drink, you still sipping? Not really. I might occasionally drink. I'm really more into health and like fitness and water and like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, when I love my rockers. Don't get it twisted. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is they need to work harder. We need to get some, I need to get some doggy. Hey, what about my boy Fred? Hey, what about Fred Van Fleet, man? We got the boy in the town. What do you think about Fred? Who, the shooter? Fred Van Fleet. Our, our new big pickup. That's cool. I'm, I'm appreciative. Hey. 
But I would prefer someone else. I'm appreciative. You know what? We could go on and on. We got to do a part two because we didn't even talk about the music, man. This has been good. It's it's been, hold on, Brandon. You got to ask one question, too. We need one We need one question from, question from, from Brandon. I was a little mute. I'm, I apologize. My bad. Do so, your thing. Go ahead. Get it in. Brandon, get it in, man. So I was thrown off. You you like dead-ass fucking girls raw on, on camera for OnlyFans? I made <laughs> seven to twelve million. $7 million grow. Was which one is net? Net is like what you make before your expenses. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I made about 10, 10 to eleven million dollars net, and then seven million gross. Just nothing in bras. I ain't nothing in bras. Near bras, my own. adjacent to bras. Who Jason Love? No, I'm talking about you. Just banging girls to get ten million dollars. Oh, you better stay out of my way, cause yeah, I'm slanging the same <laughs> dicks as eight foot nigga. I'm slanging the same motherfucker. Y'all better stay out of my way. I come behind Shaq after he hit a bitch. I'm a killer. Yeah, I'm one of them motherfuckers. I'm bad man. Got to enter a fuck off or something, bro. What yeah. the hell? Hey man, look I think they're doing that in Sweden, man. You gotta look it up. You gotta enter. You said I will go to Sweden and slaying this meeting oh, right in Sweden. I heard they like people that look like me over there. I got something for them. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> show them what the sauce is all I about. I got that sauce, baby. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to drip. Leave them Brandon, dripping. why you taking our interview, dog? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had to ask that. You asked he... me. You asked me. I yeah. will answer. Yeah. Yes. I am on .com website sang- slanging the extra leg for extra bread. And I made a lot yeah, of it. Bro. During COVID-19, when a lot of rappers wasn't doing shows and they wasn't doing flows and they wasn't doing no buying no clothes, Sauce Walker was buying Rolls. Yeah. Rolls Royces, Maybachs, Mansions, and... and Escalade Cadillacs, yeah. not the old school. Yeah, I probably y'all gotta stop cool. this man. Yeah. He gonna talk million. forever. Hey, you hey, gotta come it back. It wasn't man. called the pandemic. What was it called, Sus? The pandemic. Yeah. Come on, man. I we was the we first stopping here. To get on the yeah. internet and say the pandemic. Yeah. That I was me. Cut some promos. No, so no, it's good. We're good. Hey, and then real quick, Bubba, talk, Bubba. talk. Hey, talk to us about the new song, Life with Sauce and yeah. TSF. Man, how did it come about, bro? And what do you think about being at this level, man? Shit, man. Nigga, I really appreciate it. First of all, nigga, I appreciate Walk, nigga, shit. That nigga just treat me like nothing but a brother, you know what I'm saying, nigga, and this shit. On rap, outside of rap, all that, nigga. Everything he know, he gonna tell me, shit. Like you say, everything he know, he gonna tell me to help me grow. You feel me? So, shit. That nigga took me to New York with him, you know what I'm saying, nigga. Out the ride wave, you feel me? The drip, bus yep. around. Yep, for Nigga, sure. goddamn me. Fed a people, money, all type of people in there in the booth and shit, uh. Uh, where you took me to the quiet studio? Quiet studio. Where so Pac was shot in. You know what I'm saying? All that studio. little shit like that. You feel me? So, nigga, I just came fuck with Walt because he got the real Texas culture, not just Houston. He got Texas. He Texas. You look at him, you tell he from Texas. You feel me? So, but I'm from big. Texas. You feel me? I'm not from Houston. You know what I'm saying? I'm from East Texas, the country, Palestine. But shit, looking at a nigga like Walt, you know what I'm saying, nigga? I'm like. Oh, yeah, I really, you know what I'm saying? I mess with that, you feel me? Like, everything about them. The bees, I used to have bees in my hair. Nigga, I had braids, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what Texas all that, that's Texas. Texas need that, because guess what? You can stand in the middle of New Jersey and see a person with gold teeth in his, in his mouth and wicks in his head, and you're going to say, he not from New Jersey. He from, he from Florida. Florida. That matters. <laughs> if you can look sure. at a person and tell by his long socks and his big uh, 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 Nike Cortez and the big jersey, he just like a California person. He from Kelly. He, this person just like he's from New York. He look like, oh, you can see a person from Baton Rouge and tell they from Baton Rouge. These things matter. They matter. It's, it's branding. It's the same It's the same thing as the swoosh on Nike. It's the same thing as the three stripes on Adidas. You right. And a lot of cities and states have significant things that solidify their cities. 
Detroit, Buffalo Glasses. Houston is a place that had plenty of things that identified a person as a Houstonian or a Texan. It's bigger than Houston. It's Texas, Dallas, the Shag, Houston, the Ball Fade, the Woo Doo Woo Doo. It's just, I can go on forever. The Boosie Fade. All of these things are significant things that matter in this culture. Because that's how you sell yourself. That's how you sell your product. Right. That's how you influence other people. People want to be like Mike because I want to be like Mike. I don't want to be like Mike because the catchphrase sounds good. Right. I want to know what it feels like to fly. And let me ask you something just because it's currently in the news right now. Yeah. 6 9 hollers at you and wants to do a song. I can't do it. A million dollars. I you can't do it. it. Are you? Can't do it. Exactly. Okay, hey, come you. on. Hold thank on. Thank you. Why would I go rap with this man okay. when I'm going to have a great time, a threesome, and Hold make on. a million in Hold two, on. three months? Hold on. Okay. Not a million, but everybody got a price. They tell me five I million. I don't have a price. Ten million. I would have signed the record deal. A hundred million. A billion. I wouldn't do it. A hundred million. I would not do no song with no person that told on somebody that did deliberately did this in front of the whole world. And I have full information of this before it. I know that you did this to the world and then then did you and you represent this. I would never do that, bro. That's like me saying that uh, I, I'm trying to I'm not trying to get too into the street side of it. It's okay. How much to kick his ass? <laughs> <laughs> for free. Great question. I mean, I don't, I don't have no I don't have no problems with him though. So I don't want to beat him up because he told us somebody that's not my business. Right. I just don't respect you as a human being to do music with you. Just like I don't respect a child, a pedophile. I don't respect that type of person to do business with them. I think he might check both boxes if you look as capable. Yeah. It's probably so. I don't re- I it's certain things in life I don't respect as a man. And as a man, I have the right to not respect those actions, and you have the same way to feel about me. But what? you'll have people that say, you know what, Six Nine wasn't really in the street. He wasn't really a street. You're dude. absolutely right. He was a civilian. So he was, but so he banged a red flag. He said he was a blood. Man. He hung with these guys, and he indulged in the benefits of it. You cannot choose to indulge in the benefits of gang activity in the streets, but not be ready to deal with the problems and the repercussions that come. Because guess what, all gang bangers and people that come from meet you in the streets is not going to be 100% great, genuine, uh, trustworthy people. That's the point of being in the streets. That's why it's the jungle. That's why it's a risk. That's why wearing gold and diamonds is a prized possession. Not because of how much money it costs, because of how dangerous and how hard it is to sustain it and keep it on your body. Hey, would you do a song with Gunna? No. No, he ain't going to do a song with Gunna. I had to ask. I had to ask. I had to ask. I would not do a song with Gunna. I'll do a song with Young Thug before I do a song with Gunna. I do a song with Young Thug and talk about our problems as men and as gangsters and see eye to eye. Okay, we got to close the room, put boxing gloves on and fight, or we just talk like oh, men man. and let buy guns be buy guns. But what I would not do is make a song with a man that stands on or believes in principles that I do not believe in or that does something that I would lose my life over there. If I would lose my life over it, then why would I take a certain amount of financial gain for something that I would, willing to, I, I would be willing to die to not do? It's not. It's, there's no amount of money that, in the world that can make me get on my knees in front of another man. There's no amount of money for that. Shoot okay. Me. Would you listen to Gunner? I heard his album was jamming. I have no choice but to listen to that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not purposely listening to it. But if I get on social media, I'm going to hear "fuck you mean." <laughs> 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 okay. He's no real choice. with this shit though. I'm he not looking for it. <laughs> See, that's the thing about South Walker. I'm too real. I don't care about it. Beef with yeah. you. Whatever we ain't going on in life. <laughs> The tr- I live in the truth of the sauce universe. 
I know it's real. I don't care, bro, because I'm going to be rich regardless. I'm going to be soft walker regardless. I can walk away from the entire entertainment industry today and never entertain, never deal with the entertainment business, especially the hip-hop side of it, and I will be just fine. I can go be this man, best friend tomorrow, and we can go make a YouTube channel and go be me and this man together right now, go be beasts. We'll be I agree. Beast. I want to see that. Dude. I want to yeah. see that too. Okay. That's simple. We, we want to see that. Yeah, simple. Let's go. Let's we want to see it's that. Nothing, it's nothing for me to go be Jake Paul and the rest of these. What? Like I rap for Houston. I rap because of what I believe in. I rap because of the doors that it opened to take care of so many other people that love this same genuine thing. It, prime example: we just got, everybody doesn't love, or they don't love. When, like regardless of my contrast and my and, and my pain and experiences with women. I love women and appreciate women more than anything on earth because what a woman can do and can provide and can give to a man is unreplaceable. That's why they are the most desired thing on earth. The number one thing that a man works for is to take care of women. You can say you do it to take care of yourself all day you want to. Every man on earth works to get himself to a position to where he can be loved and he can create family. However it is, bro. It doesn't matter if it's your mama, auntie, cousin, sister, somebody else's daughter. Protect the women and children. That's what it is. That's one thing on earth that may never change with all this other shit changing. So with that being said, why would I not have the mentality of get the money by any means that's within the bounds of, of means that I respect as a man, even if other people don't agree with it, this is what I agree with because it's things that y'all do that I want to agree with. I won't make a song with those people, but I'll have sex with five girls on camera. Because <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that. You ashamed of it. Right. You feel a certain type of way about that. Or you don't want people to see you like this right here. I don't want no person to see me doing no song with no person that told on nobody understand. And I don't want to wear painted. I don't want to paint my fingernails. I want to slap a girl booty that fingernails is painted. I don't want to paint my fingernails. I have no problem with nobody to do that. That's, that's, your, that's your thing. You got people that feel a certain type of way about me by wearing barrettes in my head. But I wear barrettes in my head because it make women give me more bread. Women like cute things. Women like cute dogs, cute men. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> women like cute shit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, ain't, there ain't nothing cute about your nails being painted. That's girly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, girl, girl, women see young men with nice hairstyles with shit in the. I ain't never told nobody don't paint your hair. Hey man, you go to Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, man, they got uh, uh, seashells hanging out their head. It's all type of stuff they doing. Pink colors, yeah, they getting haircuts out. Yeah, they the pink beard, blonde beard. I have no problem with that. It's nothing wrong with being different and being exotic, but there is. A boundary. Exotic pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with being different. It's nothing wrong with pushing the envelope. You know what I'm saying? But there is a certain level where we should have a certain restraint. That's right. just that's just how I feel about it. But that's just my opinion, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if y'all want to paint your nails, if you want to wear skirts, whatever you want to do, enjoy your life and do it. I just don't want to do it with you. That's oh, it. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're going to stop yeah, right yeah. there for yeah. the fifth time. Yeah. Got dogged. Yeah. I want to know what hey, these hey, are. Hey, Gucci hey. Mane artist Lil Wap. Some people like women so much they become one. AKA Lil Wap. And then, and gangster rapper turned woman. What do you think about it? I think he was never a gangster rapper. Would you do a song with him? No. I think, no. <laughs> I think anybody of anything like that, there's something that was already preserved or waiting in your head for the right opportunity to it, it, it 
experiment with that. He got yeah. the titties too. All right. I don't get it. Yeah. Women get drunk. Women get drunk and get freaky and sneaky all the time. Men ain't supposed to do that. No, I'm sneaking up and Yeah, I don't drink. You see what I'm saying? Self control. There we go. Hey, sauce, sauce. Yeah, hey, 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 sauce. Yeah, hey, 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 we need him to cut the drops. Right <laughs> oh, here. yeah. Hey, hey, but hold on. Hey, we're going to end off. Guys, we really appreciate Sauce, you coming on this episode. This, to me, has been one of the best episodes. And yet. he didn't come for you. He came for me. Hey, hey. <laughs> we appreciate Bubba. We appreciate Brandon. We appreciate Sauce, J-Mac, Young Jazz. We missed you, but we'll get you on the next one. Sauce Walker, we appreciate the overwhelming love and support. Episode three is a close. Oh, hey. Billy Culture. Man.